Hello, hello, hello. Last year, I travelled to Edinburgh, Paris, Milan, Florence, Venice, Munich, Berlin, Prague twice. Yes, I'm flexing. Rotterdam, Krakow and Amiens. And I did most of that interrailing. And I want to talk about that today. I know what you're thinking, Richard. You don't even live in Europe usually. I know. That's because I'm a G. I do what I want when I want. And as you can see very clearly, I wanted to those to go to those places and I did because I do what I want on a daily basis. And if you don't like it, go and cry me a river, baby. So interrailing, what is it? Interrailing is basically traveling around Europe by train um, because obviously Europe is internet connected. There's a lot of trains everywhere. A lot of people choose to travel throughout all of Europe by train and that's what I decided to do. Usually you do that by buying a ticket. So I bought a specific ticket with interrail.eu and what that allowed me to do was have essentially one ticket that would allow me to travel on 10 separate days around Europe from A to B in theory wherever I wanted to go. That was up to a two month period by the way. So you couldn't like, you know, travel one time in January and then travel another time in July. It had to be in a two-month period. It was for a specific, like, you know, you were going backpacking. That's what it was is designed to do. Let me paint, for the people who've not done it before, a picture of kind of how it works. So you download an app, and then on that app, you can actually just literally type in where you are in Europe and where you want to go, and then it'll come up with trains and the trains that you're eligible to use. Um, some of those trains are completely free. Um, some of those trains are free as in you've already bought the ticket and there's no additional charge and some of them in fact to be honest many of them as we're going to get onto later had additional charges and that could be anything from you just needed to book a seat reservation to you needed to pay for like an just an additional fee to use that train specifically and if it was something you didn't need to book at all like you could just use it included in the app and there was no reservation requirement or anything like that, you know, you could like literally just on the day, choose a train, get on that train. Or even like sometimes, you know, you could check, you just change it halfway through the day. Actually, I'm going to go, I'm, you know, you think, oh, actually, I'm going to go from, um, I'm going to like, you know, change where I'm going to go that day or change a train I'm going to get, like change the time. Like one time I got to a train station and I'd chosen the time on my app of which I was going to go. I had the ticket ready and then I thought, wait a minute, there's one a little earlier and I got that train instead. However, if you know, if you had to book a seat reservation or anything like that, that was not an option. Like if you had to do those things, it, you know, there was no choice. Um, you just had to stick with the train you'd booked that day. So it kind of took away that ability to be flexible. So you understand where I went. You understand um, how I did it. And the question that I want to kind of focus on now is, was interrailing worth it? Was it a was it something that was worth me doing? Was that a good decision? Was that uh, actually you know really we're going to talk about at the end of it the money like was it worth the amount of money I spent on it? Before we go any further, again I want to make it clear I am a G and I have no regrets in life. This isn't a question of whether I regret it because I have no regrets. I only have wins. I'm here to win, baby. However, <laughs> um, <laughs> but however, was it worth it? Is a question worth thinking about? Mainly because I actually have thought about this a lot, like ever since I did it, you know, um, I spent a fair bit of money over the three weeks I was interrailing and then I did other travels outside of that. So not all the places I mentioned were places I went to in interrailing, but most of them were. So 
you know, it's been a question I've been thinking about. Was it a worthwhile time? Was it well spent? What mistakes did I make? What did I do well, etc., etc. To answer the question of was it worth it? Was interrailing worth it? I first want to think about what it was at its best. And what interrailing is at its best for sure is, you know, it's flexible travel. You know, you, it's on your app and at any time, on any day in the two months that I bought that ticket, I could just open the app, book a ticket and go somewhere. And, you know, I could change it whenever I wanted. I some, One time I got on a train and I hadn't even bought, sought the, the ticket out. And whilst I was on the train, I sorted the ticket out for the journey I was on. It was that flexible. So it was really good and really convenient and very easy to use in that sense as long as you didn't need to make any reservations or anything like that. And it was also, you know, you know. so I'm going to give the example of um, I went from Berlin to Prague and Prague back to Berlin. And at its best, you know, I was just getting on that train and choosing the time as and when I wanted and going directly from Berlin to Prague or Prague back to Berlin. And, you know, it also, I, and this is a mistake I made actually, I didn't take advantage of this sort of stuff, but I met people on the train who were like getting off, like they've got a very early train, for example, from Prague to Berlin. And on that train, they actually got off, I think it was at Leipzig or something, and they spent the day in Leipzig and then got a train later on in the day, the rest of the way to Berlin or the other way around. You know, so basically in that, so with that ticket, they got from, let's let's say it was from Prague to Berlin, they went to Prague, they started in Prague, got off at Leipzig, had a whole day in Leipzig, and then on the same ticket, in the same cost, um, went to Berlin. So, you know, they'd, they'd, they'd managed to do an amazing thing there, and that's like, at its best, you know, you can turn travel days into actually little mini-city day trips, you know. <laughs> so, at its best, interrailing is incredible, and... Um, and when it doesn't have additional charges, you know, you're, you're going for four, five, six hour trains um, and it, it is at a fair price. You know, it, the one ticket, one that from from Prague to Berlin was 27 euros because I had no additional charges. It cost me 20, 27 euros. So I think that's great, you know. Um, so at its best, interrailing is incredible. And the flexibility and, you know, if you use it intelligently, like anything else in life, if you, if you do it cl- in a clever way, it's incredible and definitely worth doing. I do have to be clear that I did make some mistakes, so I didn't do enough day trips, things like that, where I used my ticket to stop off at different places. Most of the time when I was traveling, I just wanted to get to the place I was going to. And maybe, you know, definitely, if I was to do it again, I would I would do it differently for sure in that sense. But, you know, that's life and you can... And there's always, I think with traveling even in itself, there's always things I learn and, oh, I could have done that better. But I think, you know what, I can take that lesson forward and make, add it to future trips and have even more fun, you know. And I still had an amazing time. It's just like thinking about how I could have done it differently. And if you choose to go into railing, it's just a point to make that, you know, that's a way to really get a lot more value out of your ticket and also to have more fun, I imagine. Fun being the most important thing in this regard by a country mile, by the way. (laughs) So let's look at the slightly more negative side. Um, some problems with it and the the big one is if you need to book any like re- seat reservation or if you need to pay extra fees for a specific um, train journey and so this is where the flexibility will just disappear in front of your eyes you no longer re- once you've booked that ticket you can't think oh actually I might book a different train or change my time or whatever no that's gone you you're locked in now 
And seat reservations in particular feel like a bit of a piss take because sometimes you end up paying. So the, the app is going to try and charge you. I think it was like quite a few euros for a seat reservation. And what I realized was there was a website that I'll link in the description of this where you could get, um, I think it was like four euro fifty seats reservation. So you didn't need to book a ticket. You just reserved the seat. And there are even some websites that allowed you to book them for free sometimes. But a lot of seat reservations did cost a few euros. However, and then also like, like some of the additional fees, it was incredible that they existed. And it kind of, you know, so again, it takes away the, the spontaneity. But the other thing is it also takes away the value completely, really. I mean, so when I went from Milan to, so when I went from Paris to Milan, I had to pay a 30 or 29 euro additional fee. So that took that train journey to a 57, 58 euro journey. Now, don't get me wrong. Um, you know, it was a long train from Paris to Milan. I think that's like eight, nine hours. It was a long journey. And, you know, it was a nice train, all these things. But I wouldn't say that's a good deal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'd say like when you put it all together, it's okay at best. So there was nothing special about that. And then you look to the next um, journey I took, you know, from uh, Milan to Florence. You know, Milan to Florence was... I had to pay an additional 10 to 12 euro fee. You know, so that took my journey to like a 39 euro journey. The, the, the train was like an hour and a half maximum. You know, and again, the same from uh, Florence to Venice. You know, again, it was like a, I think it, in total when I added everything up, that journey cost me 39 euros with the Interrail ticket. That's not good value for this, for for one half hour journey. That's That's terrible. And you know, we're going to get to later about why that was a mistake and how I should have learned to do things differently. And, you know, anyway, but that isn't good value. And clearly, and, you know, you'd lose the spontaneity in that respect and you lose the value. So and if anything, I'd be amazed if it actually cost from Milan to Florence, if you were to just buy a ticket online, if it, and you said it was like 39 euros, I'd be quite surprised. I don't think the average Italian is paying 39 euros for a one hour train. I just don't believe it. So, <laughs> I mean, it makes you rather wonders, doesn't it? That I feel like that was a mistake on my behalf, but what can you do? I'm going to talk about that more later anyway. Another small thing, and this is not a big deal, is in the train journey from um, Berlin to Prague, actually, I didn't book any seat reservation or anything like that. But what happened was it was really full. And they basically told everybody without a seat reservation to get off. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, eventually, so... I remember I, I, it took a long time to get to Prague because I had to wait for the next train, which was like two hours later or something. So, you know, for sure, like, um, I think like when you don't book the seat reservations and you just, you know, you might end up taking longer, but still it offers a great value and offers day trips. It's still way better. I just thought I'd put that out there. Like, you know, I think without the seat reservations and stuff, you're like a, a little bit of a second class traveler there, but that's okay because that's part of the fun. And, you know, if you've got the time, it you know, if you're traveling for a long time, it's it really no issue at all. But you can clearly see, like, when I was comparing, if you have to book uh, reservations or seat reservations or additional fees or anything like that, versus if you don't, it literally, like, it's like the the joy of Interrail as a ticket, as a, as a purchase of a product, can completely drain away and shrink into nothing, or that's when, or, or be at its best. And the irony is when you have to pay extra, you lose all the benefits <laughs> and you gain very little really the interrail app would argue you save time like they would argue that in a lot of journeys you can get trains from like 
to different places for free. You just have to spend take longer journeys. But when I again, when I was and again, it depends what part of Europe I'm in. I'm sure. I mean, I was focused in France, Italy, Germany, Czech Republic, down to um, the Netherlands. You know, so uh, maybe in other parts of Europe it'll be different. But you know. It would go from like, okay, you can pay 10 euros extra for a one hour, two hour journey, three hour journey to, oh, you don't want to pay extra, that's fine. That'll be 12 hours, three changes. It's like, well, <laughs> when you're in that situation, you're not, I, I mean, I think that, I, I do not think it'd be worth it to spend an extra 10 hours on a train to save 10 euros at that point. Because, you know, either way, it's 27 euros plus whatever. So an extra 10 euros to save myself 10 hours seemed more than the right decision to make at that time so yeah i mean the pros and the cons of it are very clear to see and that kind of leads me to the next point of this which is what i would do differently i think the thing is next time if i if I, i'm sure i think i will do interrail again at some point it's going to be a while now probably a few years but i will do it again for sure um is the first thing is you know i'm going to think more carefully about where i'm going to go and also i'm going to think more about you know when i don't have to use my ticket for everywhere I go. You know, if I'm if I do want if I am in Milan and I'm want to go to Florence, I'll just buy a ticket. I, I won't use the Interrail pass. I'll just buy a ticket and then I'll use the Interrail pass for where I go next. You know, I'll use, it, 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 it's at its best when you're taking longer journeys, when you're finding journeys that um don't have additional charges and then you can use the ticket to stop off at different cities in the day and basically create day trips for yourself whilst you're traveling to new places. That's where you're going to get the best value and that's where you're going to have the most fun with it. So what I would say is the interrail pass is best when you're not using it as your sole way of traveling, but actually using it as a tool in a larger array of traveling, so to speak, as a, a, a larger array of methods of travel. Um you know, and this is all based on if you have the time. You know, I I put away significant periods of time in my life to travel. So, <laughs> I mean, assuming you're in the same wavelength for me in that sense, that would be the big thing I do differently in regards to the ticket and in regards to how I travel with that ticket. Now, so I'm going to break down finally the drum roll of, you know, what, how much it all cost. How much did it all cost in total? So the original ticket I bought on a Black Friday sale. So I actually bought it for 271 euros um because i got it a 10 percent discount and it was refundable if i changed my mind so it was a real no-brainer at the time and i bought that in november 2021 actually when i was still living in korea um and with all the additional charges so from london to paris it was 32 euros from paris to milan 33 from milan to florence 12 um and i think i would have paid the same again from florence to venice actually i've not included that so anyway um Rotterdam to London, 37 euros. The total was around 412 euros or around about 350 pounds, 350 USD I've got here, which, no, 340 USD. So, you know, it was good value, you know, really. I mean, when I think about all the places I went to with that ticket, all the amazing things I did in those three weeks, 350 pounds doesn't feel so bad. You know, it all started in Paris where I met some friends and, you know, the flight just to go from Blackpool to Paris and back would have been like, I think it would have been like, um, would have been like 200 and something pounds. So in that sense, it's, it's an absolute no brainer. And, you know, some of the additional charges are fair enough, by the way, you know, like um, from London to Paris, the interrail, to use a Euro rail, you have to pay a surcharge. But 32 euros, you know, that ticket on its own is over 100 quid usually. 
So it still only cost me about 60, 60 euros to use the Interrail ticket. And that'd be like, what, 50 quid or something to go from Edinburgh to Paris? You know, I don't think that's too bad. And then the same again to go from Rotterdam to Blackpool. You know, bear in mind, this took, ticket took me home. It didn't just take me, you know, it didn't just take me from Rotterdam back to London. It took me to Blackpool. I used the Interrail ticket when I was at Preston to go back to Blackpool. It literally took me to my house. It took me to Blackpool South. So anybody listening from Blackpool, you know, it took me to Blackpool South. So it really did take me home. <laughs> literally took me, took me closer than some buses would take me, you know, in Blackpool, you know. So it really, in that sense, it offers tremendous value. So I still consider myself, like, I don't regret buying the ticket. I just think there's a lot better ways to go about making it much better value. So I guess to conclude, I mean, I'm not totally sure about this, but I'm going to say that it was worth it. And But what I would say is you have to check what your plans are. You know, so for me, it was worth it, just about. But in some train journeys, I got I lost money, I think. I really don't think Florence to Venice should be 39 euros or Milan to, to uh, Florence should be 39 euros. But, you know, a lot of train journeys, I definitely got value out of that ticket. And I definitely you know, you know, it definitely was worth it. Um, and I, you know, you also meet people on trains, things like that. I would say if you ever do get an interrail ticket, stand up. It's tempting to sit down and get comfy, but you meet a lot of people just standing up and talking to people like you just do. So I'm just putting that out there. Um, but yeah, it was really worth it. Uh, but again, if you're, but to, to talk to the listener, you know, if you're going from, I don't know, if you're planning to do lots of like just go in Italy, I don't think an Interrail ticket's worth it. It might because they do have specific ticket-specific countries, so you might be able to get value out of that. But generally, for me, I think it works best if you're planning to do longer journeys in your overall travel. And if you're planning to travel around Europe for a while, I would recommend getting an Interrail pass, but also being ready to book individual trains. You know, basically do your research, be careful. But, you know, it, it does offer a lot for spontaneous people too. And that's how I wanted to travel. And that's how I did travel spontaneously. So overall, for me, it was worth it just about. I could have got a lot more value out of it. I think that's the thing for me. I could have got a lot more out of it, but I still got value out of it. And I think, you know, if somebody said to me, do you recommend interrailing? I would say yes. Just understand the costs, understand, look, do a lot of research about how to use your ticket well. And yeah, and then you'll have an amazing time. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Uh, it's been something that, you know, I've, I'd, I went into Ireland last year and it was something I was really anticipating and looking forward to. I didn't get to travel for as long as I liked, actually, because of some plans. And, you know, it was going to be over a month at least. And, you know, but uh, also it was a bit, the overall journey was a bit more expensive than I expected. Hostels in Europe were really expensive. Considering the hostels, you know, I was staying in rooms of eight, nine, ten people. And I still spent, on average, over 30 euros a night on hostels. So, Stuff like that added up quickly. So, you know, and overall flights, flights, no flights were included. Trains and accommodation were about £1,000 to £1,100, I'd say. But, you know, again, that's staying in hostels. So that was probably actually for three weeks. That was actually quite a lot, to be honest, I thought, just for the accommodations. Like I was expecting hostels to be like €20 a night, you know, when you're sharing a room with eight other people, like, you know. (laughs) But anyway, um, still, it was an amazing experience and you know I still think you know there's a lot of things I really enjoyed I might do more about this in the future actually because there's more I want to talk about with my interrail trip but even just talking about the ticket 
has taken this long. So <laughs> anyway, um, thanks for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed it, please consider going to www.richardmcgrain.com and subscribing to my email. Um, I send every podcast I do, I send an email with it. And a lot of the time I include things relevant to what I've been talking about, whether it's some writing, whether it's some other stuff that I watched about the topic or you know, information, more information that I thought would be useful or pictures, you know, I might include pictures for my interrailing um, in this week's email with this podcast. So anyway, if you have a chance, I'd really appreciate doing that. Otherwise, have a nice week and uh, I look forward to the next one. Bye.